Notice I said Kyrie Irving is one of the most selfish superstars we've ever seen and obviously one of the most selfish athletes we've ever seen. I didn't say the word the, the, the as in number one because obviously he ain't got nothing on Ben Simmons. Nobody is worse than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons might also be the weakest, most pathetic excuse for a professional athlete we have ever seen. Mm. That's tough. Mm. Sheesh. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name is David. I host the Too Much Dip Podcast. It's Monday. It's a wet one in Central Texas, folks. Oh, it's coming down, Davey. I believe, I believe Adam said it was pissing. Hey, but guess what? We did. We did, Dylan. We needed it. KJ, did you uh, have a good time driving down here from uh, Coppell, Texas, home of the Cowboys? It was not as difficult as one might imagine. It decided to only rain in like the 20-minute window in which I decided, you know what? I'm going to use technology, get a little work done, make a little business phone call. Always safe. And raining buckets. And I was the guy like repeatedly asking, like, can you hear me okay? Is it you fine? And like, it's raining really loud. Like, and the person on the other phone can't hear a thing, so. Shout out to technology. Wow, must be that Bluetooth technology in your new vehicle out there. <laughs> yeah, are you utilizing BTS? Uh, you know, it's something I looked into, and and I really was impressed with its uh, abilities. So uh, I'm all in on the BTS, both the band and the technology. Smooth like butter. They're it, good. That's a good song. They're good. As they far as bangers. songs that get played over overly so on commercials, I'm fine with that one. As far as songs by Korean boy bands, I'm all in on that one. What's your favorite Korean boy band? I don't know, but Randy's over there playing Tetris or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. No cool story. What are you doing watching Tron? (laughs) (laughs) He's making a dang of a run and trying to cut his time down. I don't even know if that's what it's called, but I'm going to go with it. Why can't we just podcast and why can't we handle it when anyone (laughs) is doing anything that's not in the studio? Because we're children. Brett walks up to take a leap. Oh yeah, this is your first pod exactly. in the studio. First episode in here, I called I called Brett out for dropping a two mm. like five minutes after we hit record. But I mean, someone had to do it. It was just of course it was me. That voice you hear. Yeah. That's uh that's the new improved Dylan Shivery. Uh improved in what way? You've trimmed up. You're yeah. vet as hell. Well, thank you. I, I, that means a lot, guys. Um, Some that, might say that's why it's so wet outside. As I am preparing oh, for my no. wedding. I'll tell it's you what, this rain, but I get out of the way. Cause <laughs> tell you what, we're getting right outside, Dave. And uh, the tent, which we we're already going to eat the deposit on, I don't want to pay full price for because it it's not cheap. Are y'all renting one or are you going to pitch it? He's making a, uh, a boner joke, I believe. For it's the, okay. For the I kids was, at home. I was just mentally preparing for my on ramp to say it's a free ride when you're already late, but it's all good. Okay, that's over his head. No, yeah, that's in is. his wheelhouse. No. I feel like Kate, about not, about seventy percent mm, of nice KJ's jokes and references are over my head. So Landis Moore okay. said, "Will DeFreeze just walked in, and I guarantee he got it." Yeah, I I, I bet Will would have you know, knocked it out of the park. I get it. I get. It. I figured the the era was there. Genre was off. That was in his non musical era. Like, what music do you think Dylan listened to between the ages of 6 and 16? He will tell you. I'm going to answer for him. He will tell you, I think, the entire Death Row catalog. Probably before, some Bone Thugs mixed in. Before having a vehicle. The entire Death you know Row I mean? catalog. Like, not, not having a car where you were purchasing, but, like, 
what were you dialing in on the radio besides Bobby Bones? Between six and sixteen, yeah, uh, you know, me. What I mean. like pre car. Yeah, I mean, I listen to uh, pretty much exclusively rap music. Okay, yeah, fair. Uh, Bone Thugs, like Dave said, Death Row. I was real big in the Snoop, uh, Dre. I had a little Master P phase. Um, yeah, no, I'm a No Limit soldier. You're not. I thought I told you. Okay. I had make him say, oh. All right. You didn't have, he didn't ask like nah, specifics. Nah, nah. He just had, okay. Adam doesn't know that shit. Oh, How man. do you not know that? Oh, sure. sorry. He Adam favorite, was important. Uh, He's 14. How is that not your favorite New Orleans Hornet of all time? Master P, yeah, he did have a, he did have a tryout at some point. That's right. No, I don't think he. Clock, one one he of the first D-League uh, He didn't get any teams. minutes. I think it was like a Fort Wayne Flyer or some shit at some point, which he still was overperforming for it being like his third career at that point in time. So shouts to Percy Miller and the family. He, he walked so J. Cole could run. Oh, man. I had a little DMX run, too, actually. Uh, I think everybody our, our era did. Mm-hmm. He, that, he started barking into the mic, and I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> Dude, uh, DMX Woodstock 99 with the overalls was mm-hmm. a problem. Rosie DMX, Perez on the uh, side of the stage. He led me to a bunch of failed attempts to work out in public places that are not workout facilities. There's a music video where there are guys like doing pull-ups on like uh, crosswalk signs. And so I was like, okay, hey, here's a playground. Let me see if I can just do, you know, some dips or some, you know, uh, incline push-ups. And it just never looked as cool. Yeah. Never. I've... You can, I guess it's not hard to find a place to do. I mean, dips, yeah, pull-ups. And then I guess if there's like stairs, you can do some like step-ups. But you're pretty limited. But I'm doing like jazzercise on the fucking <laughs> play school playground. I'm over there doing jumping jacks. <laughs> DMX doing fucking uh, prison workouts. <laughs> Doesn't work the same way. I'm trying to think what the first cassette I ever owned was. I know because I had an older sister. She's 10 years my senior. Very nice woman. At her once. Have you met her? Uh, in Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah, the meetup. Tremendously kind. She, My, I had a New Kids on the Block tape that okay. I used to try to break dance to. That's a true story. I I had a New Kids tape. Were they the right stuff? Is that Hanging new Tough kids? and the right stuff. Okay. That She's going to do the right stuff. Uh, I, no one knows that. Some Garth, some Clint Black. Okay. Some, uh, of course, George King. George Alan King. Alan, George the King. George oh. Strait. Alan Jackson. So yeah, I listened to pop country back then, but that was when it was, that was before it was like the whiny pop country. It was that was like the real shit. Diamond Rio was banging. I didn't do Diamond Rio. I certainly did. Didn't do Brooks and Dawn. I thought they were kind of soft. Do a little uh, some of the action. Okay, I was all in on Shania back what, then. What say it? Sure. Say it, bitch. I think Clint Black is he is not in my my pantheon of '90s country, and I know that's controversial. That's I just okay. don't think he had many bangers. That's okay. I don't think you'll, you know, find any enemies with that take here. Um, Ooh, boys to men. I gave them a run too, dude. My buddy Norris and I, the guy who made some of our podcast beats, we were super into Crisscross. Oh, like when we heard Crisscross, it was like it blew our minds. We were put, we were doing the backward close, hundred percent, hundred percent in like second grade, third grade. Crisscross was the shit. I will say that's uh, one thing I'm glad has left kind of the, I guess maybe just me aging out of that category is the prevalence of R&B and R&B being like a cultural leader. Uh, I don't know how to phrase it, but like 
you would see genuine on TV and be like, Oh fuck, I can go do this dance with a broom. And I also need an eight, eight pack or I need <laughs> to be D'Angelo and like fucking spray up my body and then post my first fa- photo on MySpace. It's not out there anymore. It's one thing I know I've cleaned oh from the way that machine I'd pay, but we got We got to track. You need an only fans. Someone, someone can find that. You can find like the next phase that followed. And it's like when my junior high photos were taken and I was wearing my slipknot esque one, one piece Dickies jumpsuit, but I'm glad those weren't taken when I was like all into like Tyrese. Wait, was it okay? Was your Dickies jumpsuit slipknot inspired or Eminem inspired? Uh, Eminem did wear it on, uh, the tour, but I think that came afterwards. Okay. Uh, that was like 2001, whatever, uh. Um, I don't know why the, the, the tour names escape me. Sick and twisted tours, what I'm thinking of, and that's not it. Family values is not it either. Family values was corn. But it was the uh the Dre Snoop Eminem one. Yes. I can't think of it. Okay. Oh, was it the uh, Up in Smoke? There it is. I kept wanting to say the chronic and I'm just like that's never not went. It. I wish I would have. Wouldn't have been allowed. The one that got away. <clears throat> but yeah. Um we started off with Ben Simmons <laughs> getting fucking ethered. Oh yeah. He's back. No, he's not. His back is fucked up or something. <laughs> not like any of us care about Ben Simmons at all. Can I say that's not true? I do. I want. I feel bad for him. I have a soft spot for him. And I've watched him guard in his prime. I watched him guard Luca better than most people guard Luca because okay. he's a big point guard. And I want, I don't know. I just, I kind of, during the whole Philly split, I was like, you know what? I want him to go to Brooklyn and ball. And um, he's done that. Um, if by that I mean the exact opposite, <laughs> I don't know beef with him because he's never burned my team. I guess but that's had, a good point. had I been, you know, a Sixer fan during that run, I would probably would hate Ben Simmons. And yes, he is. Yeah, he's obviously he hasn't contributed to Brooklyn at all. I want to know where the diehard LSU fans are. Like, come, like, why aren't they coming to his defense? Did he not quit I on LSU? Stephen A. Yes, said he quit on him. Well, he's he mentioned really? it, but I think it was more of like he left after one year and maybe didn't finish oh. up. Maybe didn't go to the tournament with them or something. I don't, I don't know the details there, but I'm, I just remember his whole story of being like the hot shot recruit coming out of Australia, chose LSU instead of going straight to the league. I mean, he's a 6'10 point guard. And very athletic. Shoot to save his life. And can't like score. Knock. Yeah. So, uh, dude's got a lot of – a lot of talent, obviously, but is he okay physically? Is he okay? There's this just he's still battling the mental thing. And I'm not going to make light of that, of course, but is, is, sounds is like he a, might. Is there a physical aspect to this too? I I will let him use my Headspace uh, subscription just to you know check that box <laughs> to make means. sure that you know that's not what's holding him back from living his best life. I don't feel like the man owes me anything. I just think that when you file a grievance against a team for trading you or releasing you from your contract and you continue to say like you're owed and or valued as a certain number, but then are not participating or performing in your craft, like can't have it both ways. Also, um, just getting the loudest fits off <laughs> right there by the bench. Just to, it's all anybody is talking about. Yeah. It's just you're watching it and you're like, dude, you could at least I'm not, I don't like, I don't care, but the sunglasses, they're so distracting. The, the more you um, the more you get skewered on, uh, you know, in the media, the, um, the more subtle your fits should be. I think I kind of, if he, if he goes, they play tonight. I believe so. If he goes hard tonight with another like fluorescent scheme, I will, I will love it. 
you got to just double down at this point. You were saying you didn't care, but earlier you were like, I think David Stern, RIP, had like, he was on to something when you were like, these guys really need to start dressing more professionally. Right, right. I did say that, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think with all of that, it's it's hard to be on a team with Kevin Durant, Steve Nash as your coach, and Kyrie Irving plays for your team. And somehow you come across looking like the biggest shit bird on the team. Who was the guy who got roasted for dressing just like a regular dude at the All-Star game? Oh, uh, Jeff, Jared Allen. Longhorn Green. Jared Allen, yeah. He needs to dress like Jared Allen. <laughs> what was he, wasn't he rocking some simple shoes or something? I mean, he had like a very normal like going out to, a, you know, to West 6th outfit. Mm. And like. It was yeah. like pretty basic. Like going out to like the Target on West Six. I get it. Something. The guy has millions of dollars and he's major Coles high, vibes. You know, Semi high profile athlete, but he was dressed fine. Did he come back and say like, you know, what am I supposed to wear, Mossimo or something? I can't remember what Yaga. He was. <laughs> what am I supposed to wear? My no fear gear. Exactly. <laughs> that would be tight. If they showed up in and one T-shirts, I would support. Oh hell yeah! Like your days in the boardroom. Or whatever. I'm nightmare in the boardroom and he's just holding the entire backboard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, and one. The and um, one mixtape tour was a big player back in high school. Hot far- sauce? Were you a hot sauce guy? I was a professor. Hot sauce and professor, those are pretty much the only two. The only two I remember too. I hated the thought of like my dad would always hit me with uh oh, this is just the globe trotters, but for your era type thing, because you wanted to feel like, oh, we have something new and original. Like when yeah. you told me Eight Mile was basically Purple Rain, and I watched Purple Rain, I'm like, yeah, you're right, but this one's tight too, you know, because Pop Doc and whatnot, and he, whatever, he was right. But every time I'd watch Hand One, I'm like, they'd beat half the teams in the NBA, guaranteed, no question about it. Put, put a, them in the game. Put them that in was the a game. Cafeteria debate. <laughs> no chance. And then inevitably, like, who was it? Hot Sauce who got like. Uh, off-season call-up to, like, the Heat or something, and their players were always ranked, like, the lowest on NBA Live or whatever was popular back then. Anyhow. He got in a real game, and the ref was like, you're traveling every time you, you try to dribble the you ball. You took 12 steps, You man. can't do that. You can't You can't put it inside your shirt. <laughs> like, that's a – it's against the rules. You're carrying, you're carrying the ball you like a I mean? bowling ball with no holes at all times. <laughs> like, sir, what are you doing? I have screwed up and always thought it was an and one thing and it's a Nike commercial. But do you recall the uh, they would do like the squeak of the shoes and the bounce of the basketball for the entire like mixtape song for the commercial? I'm like, I would stick to that marketing campaign in, in like for a decade and a half. I don't know how long they did it. It feels like only two or three commercials, but that and then that led to like click clack for Under Armour. I'm like, you you don't need to do anything else. Sell oh. me on shoes because you can dribble a basketball to a clip speed, and I'm good. That was a good commercial. I was all in. Um, Nets are down 0-3. They're not coming I was back. Say, do we care about anything about the actual uh, matchups here? KD's. Uh, Nets are toast. They're toast. It's, uh, oof. Should we be more uh, impressed Should- with uh, Jason's Tatum? Probably. On the television. Um, I did see a stat line that he's absolutely – in Katie's kitchen right now, like Katie's shot per- or field goal percentage and s- scoring uh, is way down when guarded by Jason Tatum. So, you know, shouts to him. A heck of a game plan. I, I just, maybe it's because the Mavs are in the West 
maybe it's because I'm jaded by like years of the East being so weak, but like I put so much less interest in Eastern conference matchups. I always think they'll be competitive, but I don't think it'll matter. Like who end up, who ends up winning the Hawks and <coughs> the heat uh, matchup, even though that's a one C, but still, um, no, I, I feel like I, I intentionally don't, do a ton of like Celtics just because I feel like I can't avoid Bill Simmons <laughs> if I do. Even though when I've watched them play the Mavs, the Mavs have had Lucas had great success against the Celtics, but I'm always like, oh, that's a great team. They've got some players I would like. Um, I think they could. Uh, I think they could make the finals. Yeah, Chris Middleton out for uh, the Bucks. I don't know. And I would B's say got the thumb thing. The injuries across both sides of the NBA right now are kind of. What's I don't know if you want to call it ruining it, but really making everything a toss up. You got Devin Booker out for the Suns, most likely through this series and possibly the next. Um, and all of a sudden the Pelicans are tied. Two two. Which shouts to Brandon Ingram. Um, but they they may get Zion back at some point, and that could be a thing. Question mark. It's not gonna be a thing. <laughs> are you out on Zion? He's I mean, I love watching the guy play when he's healthy and playing well. He's a absolute monster but i have very little confidence in that becoming a reality again at least for like an extended period of time do you think zion uh you know as we were referring to earlier would benefit from uh some you know sugar low sugar creamer i think i think if, <laughs> if, this, if this doesn't work out he should just gain a little bit more weight and just be like the best left tackle in the league as athletic as that guy is and as He's having trouble keeping the weight off. I think if you put him on the edge, he's a problem. Okay. It's always the go-to. Is it tight end or D-end? One of the two. Yep, 100%. Um, the Nuggets about you know, like being a, a shot or two away from getting swept when you've got the MVP and a relatively healthy team. Obviously, you don't have Murray out there. Um, just makes me think the Warriors are kind of that fucking team again. And that's going to be very unfun to watch if the Warriors wrap this up in a gentleman's sweep and they do the same thing to whoever they play next round. And Yeah, they've got, they've got Jordan Poole looking like yeah, a freaking boss, man. Like, that team's scary. I, you know, pretend if – assuming the Mavs don't run up against them, if the Mavs should have a demise before they get to the well, – whenever they would face the Warriors, Western Conference Finals – I would be pulling for the Warriors because I've I've been pulling for them the last, you know, during their run. I never had anything against them. They're the most fun team, and they're they're a problem. Um, I would prefer to see them over Chris Paul win again. Hundred percent. I mean, I got to see him win last year, but over Chris Paul. Why is that? In the finals. I just. I I respect the hell out of Chris Paul. I love seeing him be successful. I hate seeing him play. Like, complete opposite. Like, I like, or I guess I'm saying the same way with Draymond Green. Like, I like Draymond when he's on TNT. I like that, like, similar to Ben Simmons, they just accept, like, don't let Draymond shoot anymore. And he gets by, and he does his job. Hate watching him play. Because he's always the guy who, like, does a little bit extra every single, like, time down the court. And I'm just like, okay, dude. Like, Oh, yeah, he's hard to, he's hard to stomach. Like, it's, it's Pat Beverly level without, like, the – it's actually it is Pat Beverly, another guy I fucking hate watching. So I just I don't want to see that happen. Um, thoughts on the Mavericks, David? 
We are 2-2. Um, Saturday was tough. I, I, I didn't expect the Mavs to win, and that's kind of what makes it a little bit more difficult to, uh, to take is that they should have won the game. Up four with 39 seconds left. People are acting like that is like just such a collapse. That's not that – this is the NBA. Four-point lead with, you know, 40 seconds basically. That's doable. And the NBA said, you know, we missed a call, missed an offensive foul on Donovan Mitchell. But it comes down to you got to hit your free throws or Dwight Powell. Mm-hmm. You just got to hit – you hit two, you – did he hit two or did he go one of three? No, no, he went 0 of two. So he hit two, he hit he had four free throws yes. in the last couple minutes. He hit two. Okay. That, that and then was he missed the, the he yeah. missed the latter two. Mm-hmm. And you know, Hits, had he hit one, one yeah. who knows? And then the Mavs get the ball with eleven seconds and Ugh. just a just a weird defended very well. I you know, I get Dinwiddie's hit a couple game winners, but uh you had a number of better options and I even I don't even hate going back to the Lucas step back there. Like that I feel looked, better about that than what they put out there. That 11-second possession is the only moment in that game in which I felt like, oh, Luca's been gone. There was some, like, hesi- not hesitation, but he reacted to that double team in a manner of, like, the rest of the team is capable, too, a little quicker than we've seen, or they just didn't get to their spots quick enough because they basically didn't give themselves but one opportunity, one look to be even reasonably close. I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't what you want to see in that moment. But either way, like I said, it, 2-2, coming back home, they'll be all right. I've or, convinced myself they're going to they're gonna win by 12 points tonight. It's 2-3-2 two, two or 2-2-1-1-1? Two, two, one, one, one. No, no, it's uh, back in Dallas, then game six will be Utah. Okay, 1-1-1. One, one, Dallas one. for seven. Yeah, the 2-3-2, two, two, whenever they used to do that, or if they still do, that drives they me don't. fucking They don't. That sucked. I hated that. Um, what the hell is going on in Minneapolis and in the Grizzly series? Um, aside from my <laughs> like throwaway bet in like on the way out of Vegas of betting the Grizzlies to win the NBA championship, that and looking like a dumb waste of units. What was the damage on, on those units? You know, um, uh, you're talking about the uh, the, the I just got patrons. Will, I'm sorry, it's just it just completely derailed me. Yeah, Sh- do share with the class. No, I'm not. I can't. I'll share it after. <laughs> it's well, there are uh, from Will. Yes, there are some uh, some people. I won't even say of a certain demographic. There are people who are protesting in this series. There have been multiple efforts, some to varying degrees of success. Uh, I believe the first one was a woman who attempted to glue her hand to the court. I want to say that one was in Memphis. The first one was in Memphis because this they were, is all protesting Glenn Taylor, owner of the Timberwolves. That's why this is happening. Glenn Taylor um, owns a chicken dynasty. He's a chicken man. Um, <laughs> I believe a big factory farmer potentially, and okay. apparently this is all in. This is a protest of him and their handling of the avian flu, of all, otherwise known as the bird flu, <laughs> and. Uh, did you just read it? Yeah. I don't I, I want to say it's a variant, right? It's avian. It's no, it's avion. Oh, uh, there avion? these chickens were avion one. Like the that's a joke comedian? for nobody. Uh, I, yeah, I know. I've old old school Crockett. Touchers will know that one day. But um, apparently uh, they're I don't know. They're protesting that. Hey, and I'm I'm all I'm down for factory farming's bad. That's why I no longer support Tyson. 
as somebody who's focused on supply chain issues mm-hmm. only when I go to the grocery store. Tell me about how I got there after I leave. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so all they've had these um, three separate incidents. The one first with, one was an attempt to glue a hand. Glue a hand. Which have you ever accidentally glued your hand or a finger to something? Just another <clears throat> finger, I feel like. Accidentally getting super glue on your fingers is agonizing. It's tough. It sucks. The next attempt was to chain. A woman tried to chain herself to. She didn't attempt. She actually did it. But did she get it latched in and locked too? Yeah. They, oh. I'm pretty sure. How did she get a chain in there? I think she wore it around her neck. Like You, you can't like just yours. go in. You can't. You shouldn't be able to go in somewhere like that with a chain. <laughs> with a chain. What is this? This isn't skitching. Road rash is probably what you're thinking. Uh, but uh, I'm not even going to force my chain hanging low joke. But I don't know that I would be comfortable with the approach of like, I'm going to go chain myself to something. Just because of the thought of like, they should have just let that one go. They should have kept playing. <laughs> but like, I, okay. It should still be there. If I'm the photographer or whatever, like whoever's usually in that area, they should have been like, all right, hey, watch out. We got to let the squeegee what? kids through, but you can, <laughs> you can, you can, you can hang. What were they protesting here. or bringing awareness to? Factory farming of okay. chickens. The thing that I explained for about two and a half minutes poorly. He was reading add. Will's yeah. biography. Yeah, I, I was adding to the running back segment. Um, it's okay. Factory, really? That? <laughs> the avian I mean, flu thing. Sure, that's apparently it. the guy like burned. Apparently, they had to dispose of like a thousand chickens that might have been exposed. Sure. And they, they disposed of them in their mind. Like they're saying that they burned them alive, which just seems kind of mean. Mm. I feel like there's a better way to do it, but yeah, that's that's cruel. I mean, okay, I'm not even gonna make jokes. Go nope. ahead. No, nope, no, go no, ahead. No, nope, nope. Won't even. Nope. Third attempt. <laughs> the best attempt. might be the funniest thing to watch of any of them because uh you can get a couple different camera angles but the one i've seen the most is from across the court there's a lady who's made her way down to the second row and it's her to her and another person sitting next to her and the person sitting next to her very systematically puts both hands up is holding the camera like ready to record and in between those two people, there are a couple empty seats and a security guard who's just casually leaning back and looking over at her. She got, knew something was up. She got half a step onto the court before she just gets T-boned by this guy. Do you know that the Taylors, Glenn Taylor, the owner, and his wife were sitting directly in front of them? They were courtside. So hey. the people that they were protesting were right there. And I mean, if you, I don't think these people would do it, but like, they could have. They easily could have. If you could sneak a chain in. Uh, you could have gone with like, a, I don't know, you, you're not going to get tar in there, but some sort of glue, that same glue-like substance. You could have tried to like glue and feather their ass. That would have been pretty dope. Because people. One of the more around. hilarious protests. Did this woman have, um, what was she holding, carrying? Glue? Or was she just had like a shirt on underneath? I think she, she had show? a shirt on. I think this the third one. I don't think she had it's glue. It's always the weakest thing. Shriekers do that shit. And they're like, oh, it's on a shirt. And they're like, eat the rich. And you're like, all right, next story. Or you're at the Met Gala with AOC. Sorry. <laughs> and it just says you don't care. Or I don't care, do you? Oh, it was that? Melania. Oh, that was the orange. Dang. That was Mrs. Oh, orange completely. Man. You mean, you mean both did this? Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the run out on this, the court thing. 
Streakers in general, I think, are a little overrated outside of baseball. Baseball streakers are the best. Football, I don't like. Just because I think there's too much of a risk of like, if the players are over that bullshit, like I don't need to see a play like a uh, a fan in the right or wrong, like just completely get laid out by somebody in full pads. Like I don't want to see that. I don't need that on my conscience. Sure. But I'm all for baseball players. Like, all right, you beat them, you're good. Sure. Or you get the security guards who have to like chop it up trying to catch them. That's a, okay. Yeah, I always feel bad for them because like. I mean, my dad's worked security at, at sporting events. And I was like, man, when my dad had to go chase around some drunk 22-year-old dude, <laughs> he looks so, it would look, yeah, and even, hell, me even. Like, I'm out there Anybody. Tweaking, tweaking a calf muscle or something. I don't care, like, even if it's prime athlete, like, peak condition and stretched and ready. That's a lot of ground to cover. You got to be ready. You got to have the blood flowing. Like they should, if you're a security guard down there guarding the court of the field, you should be on like the air bike, at least just keeping loose. Just in case you got to go after somebody with a, a tub of glue or whatever. Next to the ball girl, they've just got a guy on a Peloton, just, just ready to go. <coughs> yeah. He, he has nothing to do with the game, but that's the hound they release. Like that's their fro zone or whatever they call it at the uh, Atlanta. Oh, that guy. Baseball team that just. The freeze. What's the his freeze, name? I think. Zonk. Something like that. Rest in peace, Zonk. Where it just goes and fucking walks people, like normal people down in a race around the outfield. Yeah. Oh, that guy. He gives them like a 200 feet head start and just. Best stadium. Just DK Metcalf some. (laughs) What would your preferred protest be? And what sport? Um, (laughs) God. A lot going on. The the sign we have on the door that says just leave packages here. I just, we might as well just take it down. No one no one reads it. Anyway. Yeah, he, he just got, he just dropped a no shit. Oh shit, it's the cops. Um I, I don't know if I, what would I protest? I I don't know. Well, no, I'm not ahead. saying that you are I'm not saying what's your platform for protesting, like, but what's your what sport would you what's go my with? my method? Yes. Um basketball is not going to work. The, the court's too small. You can't really evade very well. Um baseball's a good one. You that's yeah, that's a good call. Um football is dangerous cuz you might get trucked by somebody who's just like fed up with it. Like I'm a, this little idiot. I'm just going to take him take his little ass out. What are they doing out why, there? Why is this guy just ruining our lives? This guy is just he hates podcasts or something. Is he in a clown car? What is that horn? God. Um David I just take a knee. <laughs> no. no, I get my entire team and owner before like a big Monday night football game. And we all take a knee at the same time. Okay. Um, and that way it's, it kind of checks the box of like, yes, we acknowledged that there is some inequalities in this country, but we didn't do it during the anthem. So don't be mad at us. Thank and you, Jerry. Watch my hand ringing over this entire decision. As I take a phone call from the president on Amazon Prime six months later. <laughs> did that happen? I think he talked to uh, the Don. Oh, yeah, week. he definitely did. Because he, he called him ahead of time to say, here's what we're going to do. Just a heads up. This meaningless um, thing that we're about to do. No disrespect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this isn't this is nothing against you, Orange Man. If you want to send Chris Christie down to, you know, gut check me in a couple weeks. Um, I think I might go with. Probably a little league tournament of some sort, like a soccer tournament, heavily attended little league soccer tournament. Those are the voters you're trying to reach, the soccer moms. And in that moment, 
I don't know what my message would be. I certainly wouldn't go streak. That that's that's unacceptable. But I think you do a mix of like the Marshawn Lynch slash random uh, Texas Stadium cart that ran over Danny Mandola's dad. Like you get out there in like a full ATV Gator and just fucking do donuts in the middle of there. Uh, Danny Mandola's dad was trucked by that. The one that like, the runaway cart where the uh, what do you call it the pylon wedged into the 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 gas, gas pedal, pedal under the steering wheel like jammed yeah. in there. Yeah, no, I I, yeah. I remember the yeah, video Danny very Mandola's dad. Danny Mandola's dad was a coach at the Woodlands High School. Okay, he got wow. fucking undercut by it. Yeah, he's the one who got trucked. <laughs> he got jacked up. Several people got trucked very by bad. that thing. Very I think bad. That was a nasty little deal. But yeah, I think I would do that. I would go out there Marshawn Lynch style first, and then wedge something in so that it drives roguely and they're going after that. So then I can get away and chop the other direction. So I, I would, I would pull off some kind of bit or something. 12 U soccer tournament. I'm all in on it. If it's me, I'm probably just going to go out there and hit that a bay bay. <laughs> yeah. You, you are really good at it. Thank just you. run out there with a speaker and just <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you even protest is like, it's not no, really just, much of a protest. I just wanted I'm to just, be able to see my dope dance. I'm just trying that. to go vi more of a flash mob <laughs> thing here. Did you get that? All right, post, post it, post it. <laughs> well, that's great. That's some good basketball talk. There we go. I feel like we crushed it. Did you guys see how bad Angel Hernandez is? He's real bad. Is he my new Jim West, <coughs> Joe West? Because I know Joe West is retired. Joe West being umpire, MLB umpire, who uh, I don't know if the rest of the MLB hated him, but Rangers fans sure as shit did. Um, yeah, Angel Hernandez is like, the strike zone guy. Okay. He's like the consensus least favorite home plate umpire, I think, among like MLB players. Hey, it's it's not close. Do you want to hear the opening line of uh, what USA Today had to say about it? This is one Chris Bumbaca. Nice name. Angel Hernandez's strike zone belongs on a little league field. Okay. Fucking Ooh. roasted piece of shit. Sorry, um, I don't know. He might be a nice guy in real life. I think deserve that. But. I think switching to um, like electronic strike zone is, is inevitable at this point. Um, the technology obviously is already there. It's on like every telecast that we watch and it's too consequential for like the game. So balls and strikes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like missed like third, you know, called strikes. Like that's a huge deal. Um, I think you still put a home plate umpire back there. Obviously you got to make like, you know, there are plays at the plate. You still keep count on your little clicker thing and all that stuff. Uh, foul tips. So you, you still be back there. It's not going to change the look of, of the game. But I think balls and strikes will inevitably, inevitably be electronic, as they should be, in my opinion. So I think everybody saw the Kyle Schwarber losing it last night mm-hmm. video. I dug into the data, also known as I clicked into a, an article on it. Um, per umpire scorecards, which is a social media account, Hernandez called a 113 of 129 pitches correctly. So he missed 16 pitches. Now it doesn't seem like a lot, but um, umpire scorecard says 11 of 48 called strikes were actually true balls. They said true balls, which just sounds funny. They could have just said balls. Anyway. Right. This dude stinks is my point. I I guess I need to know how much like – chatter goes on in the batter's box between like the catcher, the umpire and the batter, not wall, like the pitch is getting ready, but like in between. 
Um, at, at that level, it's probably more prevalent than when I played, which is obviously like up to the high school level. But you, you'll make little comments. But if you make a comment to an umpire, like at that level, high school, mm -hmm. that is like they won't they won't just accept it. They'll yeah. chirp back at you or like give you a warning. Like you can't. Because that's some guy picking up a $40 yeah. check and he didn't have time to hear your shit. Yeah. Obviously, in in the bigs, they can just throw you out of the game if, you, if you're too aggressive with it. Um, but there's some chatter for sure. I've always seen that situation, and once I get over the really ugly, like, underneath the umpire's mask that looks like, I don't know, looks like a cup that they've got covering their jugular, mm. probably a necessary piece of equipment. It just looks weird to me. Uh, once I get over how ugly their gear is, I'm just like, all right, man, what else are you uh, bringing to the table here? Like, I can get somebody in a lifeguard stand to do what you're doing. Well, just adjacent to the box. To be fair, I think calling balls and strikes is actually pretty difficult. I I couldn't call one. I think it takes right like, down the middle. I think it takes years of like repetition and practice to like actually be good at that. Um, especially when like the catcher sets up in different parts of the plate, you have to just almost like pretend like they're not there when you're because it's it's so marginal. And then you've got you catchers know. who are really good at, I guess, what they call framing catchers pitches. Will, of course, mm, a good catcher it's can, an art form. can frame a pitch really well, and that makes it more difficult, too. Uh, it's a, It really is. I think it's a tough job. So, I mean. Have you ever done it? No. You've seen a lot of balls in your day. Because they used to intentionally walk yeah, you I got, quite often. Yeah, I got walked quite a bit. Because you were, you were just a, a power hitter. I was up there just piping, yeah. Yeah, they called you the pipe. <laughs> right, right. I'd imagine it's pretty tough, honestly. So, I mean, whatever. But if you're gonna, if you're a, an MLB umpire, you should be the best, and he's Ooh, not. A baseball question for you, and you. I don't know if you ever played little league. Nope. You played high school. Did you ever get thrown at, like Did, intentionally? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I got hit, of course, but I don't think it was intentional. What was the most painful time you got hit? Ooh, um, I got hit on the um, this elbow bone right here twice my senior year and i had to it hurt so bad that i had i missed a game my arm was numb for like a week i had to get a uh big protector on my arm hell yes those yeah. are so badass to watch people Dude, like, yeah, disarm so whenever uh, they're getting walked mine was like not one of the cool <laughs> like the cool sleek ones mine was like big and bulky and gross mm. watching yeah. uh barry bonds like disassemble a fucking 14 part elbow pad yeah. after getting walked was always the greatest. I'm like, all right, it was like you equivalent could do this of a walk. Never, yeah. <laughs> never took one to the head. Thankfully. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I feared that more than I feared. Like, I don't know. <coughs> I, 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 I had a buddy who played, I think through like collegiate level, but not wasn't like division one. I. I think like community colleges in Dallas or whatever, but quite good. And he asked me to just catch for him one day so he could just, I don't know, I guess practice pitching. I don't know what you call it. And he threw it, and I was like, this is coming too fast. I jumped out of the way, and it went through, like, the rotting – the fence behind us was a little older, and it broke the fence board. And I was like, never again. You moved out of the way? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck that. We threw a couple soft, and he threw one. He's like, all right, you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I'm like, nope, I'm gone. Jeez. Like, yeah, I'm, I mean – the first, yeah, the first time you face a pitcher who like can actually throw hard, it is jarring. I remember it. I it I tried to bunt. Jarring. Even going to like putt putt or batting cages or whatever, and you know they go up in ascending. You know, softball, baseball, softball, baseball, and like baseball ones, I think top out at like seventy or eighty in a batting cage. And I would just watch them hit the 
leather pad or whatever at the back. I'm like, hearing that noise was more jarring than trying to like stand in the cage and take a hack at one. I'm like, mm, not for me. You get like a little bit of reverb and their shitty bats and like whatever you call it. I Shout out Ellen's fairway. If we did fucking uh, thumbnails, there you go. But um, <laughs> you're th- are you thumbnail chasing right now? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that, that drove me away from baseball forever. That and the sunflower seeds. What? I told you I can't stay in the dirty ass dugout sunflower oh, seed. Daddy, daddy likes sunflowers. <laughs> Clean it up. Clean it up, folks. Uh Dylan, I noticed you've been um working out quite a bit. Oh, thanks, Dan. Trying to get shredded for your wedding. Well, thank you for noticing. Yeah. Is there a is there a brand in particular that you've been wearing Ooh, during this journey? Um, yes, I have been um well, ten thousand has been a major staple in yes. my in my routine. Um, both just lounging at home and at the gym. They're the best to work out in. I'll just say that. Are you rocking the shorts and the shirt? Because I am. Uh, this is actually a rowback shirt. So Okay. Um, sorry. No, just in general, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. You shitting me? Are you yeah. fucking shitting me? <laughs> no, I, that's why I asked. I'm sorry. Actually, I, I wore the shorts yesterday. I got a big boy workout in, and Bay was like, what are those shorts? I said, oh, I'm glad you asked. These, this is a real anecdote, by the way. Truth in advertising. And I said, these, these are 10,000. It's a real anecdote. Yeah. I've been rocking the seven inch interval shorts and I really enjoy them. They've got the built in liner, probably my favorite, not even probably my favorite liner of all of the lined um, items. I have two of the same shorts, one with liner, one without. Okay. I can't even decide which ones I like the most. How about that, David? I don't blame you, man. They're mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of uh, HIIT work. I do a lot of HIIT or work. Or HIIT. Yes. Yeah, a lot of heat yeah. workouts, backyard workouts. They've got the silver ion for odor protection. I've had workout stuff in the past that, like, if I sweat a little bit, you smell like a wet dog, and I don't like that smell. I don't like. Look, I'm a straight up dog. Everybody knows that. Dog. I don't like smelling like one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The versatile shirt. It's the perfect workout shirt. Lightweight, breathable, and durable. And they've got everything. The brand believes in being better than yesterday. A stoic dedication to continuous improvement, not overnight success. That's something you learned. You thought it was going to happen overnight. And then it was like, no, Dylan, you got you to gotta really work at this. And look at you now. Well, thank you. You're just complimenting the shit out of me, man. I'm Dylan, I don't think you're listening. They have a team of over 200 athletes that, who, that test their gear to ensure perfect design, fabric, trims. And fit. I know that. I wish I was one of those 200 athletes. I think after this read, you will be. Free shipping and free returns and a lifetime guarantee. 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc slash bang to receive 15% off your purchase. That's 10,000.cc slash bang. Get a long sleeve shirt. I don't even have one. I have two. And they are so sick. It might be my favorite shirts to wear. Ooh, Not even kidding. I need a long sleeve one. Okay. You guys ready for some football? Are you ready for some football? The draft. KJ, we're going to have you break out your whiteboard. Mm-hmm. You got the first pick, your Jags. You trade, flip it over trading down. Outside. What are you doing? Um, can I just take a moment to acknowledge how absurd the draft is going to be visually this weekend? Where is it? Draft starts Thursday night. Vegas, Live baby. and in color from Las Vegas, Nevada. In the fountains, right? Behind the fountains or something? Some picks will be announced from there. I think they were smart enough not to go all in with all the picks there. 
I don't know where their main setup is going to be because the crowd that they're going to have would be too large for that. I imagine they'll shut down the strip if that's the case. Yeah, they're setting up a stage right in the middle of the Bellagio mm -hmm. Fountain, correct? Correct. But I, again, I don't know if that's like the every single Roger Goodell boo him speech. Do you or think thing is going to go on from there? You think they're going to do the the Fountain Show with Michael Jackson's "Beat It"? <laughs> they definitely do not. Well, you know, you've you've beat it to a Fountain Show, haven't you? Um, I caught the Michael Jackson what? one that I just mentioned, and it was quite dope. And no, I haven't masturbated to a fountain show before. That's the Trump. The me. Trump tape turned out to be fake. <laughs> the what did? Steel dossier. Yeah. Okay. The orange man alleged to have been urinated on. Why? why you, <laughs> I don't know. Fountain. You went from fountain Blasio fountain to urination. It's all it's water all sports. Wet work. There you go. Thank you. Oh this God. is a guy who's been to Wet and Wild. Anyway, God, can we just get uh, back to okay. football? Generally? It makes me want to watch more. It's a good job by them. I, I, I just want to see what it looks like. But I, dude, it's crazy. Oh, we anyway. were just there. Dude, think about that. We, we were just there. there. KJ, you were there. Yes, and the entire time I'm going to be like, there it is. That's the spot right there in that very spot before my eyes. Actually, I wasn't there. But on the 13th floor, two windows in the same suite adjacent to one another. Actually, I wasn't there. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I won't even name the hotel. It's going to be a little bit. It's a much. different hotel. <laughs> Altogether different. Hotel. I thought you were going to say where Dylan's buddy from high school peed in the fountain. That, true, that happened, didn't it? Uh, yeah. He had a pee so bad. And we were walking right in front of the Bellagio. And he's like, I have no. to go here. So he just poked his little thing through the little, the little, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, gate, yeah. the little gate there. And he peed into the lake. He got away with it? Uh, yeah. I, I ran interference for him. I was a real one. I'm That's got to be up there with I'm Pete. a real friend. You held Street off peeing like in the, New Orleans for like getting getting arrested. You held off the Transformers in their uh, full suit costumes asking for photos and tips. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm excited for it being in Vegas. I will say this. I'm more eager to see this in Vegas than I am F1 next year. We'll save that for another time. But what I am not... What I don't want is we're going to be drowning in gambling puns. We're going to be drowning in stupid raising the stakes and Vegas related stories and taglines and bumpers coming in and out of commercials on ESPN. And you're going to see, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and all the various top picks like doing their little gloves up to the camera, but it's going to be cards and chips and pushing stacks. And I don't need all that. I want to see one of them dressed like Elvis. I don't the, think that's with a, the big gold sunglasses and the and the wig. That'd be sick. That's very vague. You get Jordan Davis from Georgia, just in a full tight ass white Elvis suit. Be sick. <laughs> Wings and all. Ooh, or Wayne Newton. Mm, Siegfried I, and Roy. I something very vague. I feel like Vegas. the generation that we're speaking of is not <laughs> doesn't know Wayne Newton. Uh, what about Siegfried and Roy? If they watch like season 14 of The Bachelorette. That's fair. <laughs> Okay. Inexplicable cameo. Blue man group. Someone dressed as all blue. That's more Tell up me to you're not fired up for that. If you get fucking, uh, what is it? The sisters. Donnie and Diane. Newton. Newton. I don't know. Who's on the fucking Flamingo? Somebody's on the side of that. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably the freaking blue man group. Jack and Diane. I can't remember the name uh, of John it. John Mellencamp? I don't know, man. John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> that only makes me think of Chris Rock. Um, but anyways, I'm excited about being in Vegas. You're asking me how interested am I in the Jaguars fucking up this first pick overall, because we still kept Trent Balky. 
Um, the Jaguars in a weird spot. They re-signed their tackle, uh, Cam Phillips. They franchised him, and they say that they were planning to re-sign the right tackle. So who was likely the number one overall is a tackle out of uh, NC State. Uh, Icky, don't know his last name. Um, and then Evan Neal out of Alabama were looked to be the top two tackles available. Sounds like they're not going to go that route. It's questionable if you're going defensive lineman right now because Dylan's guy all last year, Kayvon Thibodeau, is getting a Josh Rosen treatment of like, do you even like football? Yeah. Um, and he's not handling the questions very well. It's Love kind of, that. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Kind of, it's kind of affecting his draft stock. Aiden Hutchinson was thought to be the number one guy forever uh, until recently. The DN out of Georgia, whose name is escaping me right now. Um, is now odds on favorite to be the number one pick overall. Is that the dude who ran just like a ridiculous 40? I believe so. You were um, saying Aiden Hutchinson doesn't fit the eye test, doesn't pass the, your eye test. I'm saying that it sucks to be in a year where D linemen are like the only for sure bet number ones overall because they did really well at D line last year. So it's a very heavy draft for O linemen, right? And a bunch of like Early first on, round yes. grade. And receivers are pretty deep too. Um, it's just there's nobody who's such a sure thing that anybody's going to trade up for. Quarterbacks are so weak this oh. year. You've got Kenny Pickett. You've got Malik Willis. Malik Willis. And you've got the other one is like Sam Howell, maybe. Ritter is like a oh Desmond Ritter third or fourth yeah. round, I think, grade, something like that. But he'll get drafted in the first because yeah. they're quarterbacks. So There's the Arkansas. Oh, quarterbacks you are talking about. Yeah, Arkansas yeah wide receivers, receiver. very deep. Mm -hmm. I've, I don't know. I've only mainly been paying attention to what – Dallas might do and what's their pick right what now? might they do 20 some 24 24 are they um, going to go um, at quarterback or are they I'm sorry are they grading at snitch rating for uh their draft picks oh I'll, are we talking uh boss man fat so we talked boss man fat last week I'm, I'm sure I missed the whole story but did you at least point out the fact that uh very conveniently, after he he spoke to the police, two men were arrested. <laughs> that that did happen. That could be a coincidence, or maybe he did some talking. Maybe he realized like he's got a NFL career to potentially salvage, and maybe the maybe the other way that he was leaning the the hip hop career is just not going to happen. As dumb as it always is, every single draft you always get some off the field, like Kayvon Thibodeau, like we're talking about. You always get some stupid narrative that surrounds a player. They're like, oh, should we should we draft this guy? Is it going to be a problem? And with that cornerback, Kevin Joseph, what's his name? I Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph. Um, with him, all of the talk coming into the draft was like, he seems more interested in his rap career than he does being a professional athlete. He had some trouble at LSU that led him to transfer to Kentucky. And then they were like, okay, that's stupid. None of this should be a thing. Nothing yeah. came up during the season. Yeah. And then you get this. Yeah, so like. I have an aversion and I'm sure a lot of people do like when you hear that kind of talk, like, Oh, he's a, you know, Oh, he wants to rap. It's like, Oh, okay. Uh, old white guy. And it turns out they may have been right on that one on that one. Like, okay, we don't know his involvement. He was in the car when a murder went down. Somebody did a murder. <laughs> he was in the car. I'm just saying, I, a lot I, of the talk was like, hey, this guy's this he's a bad kid. But all it was like, well, he yeah, he got busted with pot in college. Cool. I mean, that nobody we don't even test for that anymore. But in Louisiana, it's the problem. He's dumb enough to do it there. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, overall, Cowboys are going to go receiver. They'll be you've got plenty of options. Is my thought what they're going to? They're going to do something. To, they're going to try to get this Arkansas kid. I would happily Traylon Burks. Any trade opportunities for the Jags? I think the team that will be happiest leaving this draft will be the team that drafts Desmond Ritter. I have talked shit about Cincinnati. I've said that he looks like Dale from The Bachelorette. But I think he's... Have you? Yeah. But I think he's a certified winner. He's got all the pieces. Maybe he doesn't have the biggest arm. But I think he's the guy that's going to go in and perform decently for whatever team he ends up on. And he'll be a... You're not fucked if he's your only starting quarterback kind of guy. Like whatever people thought of what Davis Mills is what the Texans walked away with Mm. last year. Like by the end of the year, they're trying to convince themselves like, oh, no, we're good at quarterback. Like he'll be a step up from that. He can start and win you six to seven games. I wouldn't draft him top 10, but somebody will be happy with him. No offense to my good friends in the Big Ten, but if I'm uh, Jacksonville and I've got the choice between uh, a dude from Michigan – and then a dude from Georgia. I think I'm taking the, the dude from Georgia every time. Dogs. Yeah, I agree. Um, not a lot of people are talking about the fact that, you know, Georgia has let a five-star O-lineman walk, and he decided to transfer to SMU. And Alabama let a five-star running back walk, and I don't know, he also ended up SMU. So sometimes it's the school. Sometimes it's the player. I'm glad you got that in there. People care about SMU's offseason transfer portal. I, hey, I do. I, I was, I'm worried about the program. Like when they lose their top point guard to fucking Memphis. Um, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm looking for in the draft. Otherwise, I will commit to watching as many picks as I physically can between Thursday and Sunday. I can tell you that. I try to watch it all, and I listen to – It's fun. Listen to the radio and call them out every single day. It is fun. I like watching it too. It's where I will hide my, my FOMO and sadness of not being in Austin Sunday morning. Listening to six round draft picks. Mm. Mm. I'll be dialed in. Which, uh, oh yeah, keep your boy on uh, on on uh, speed dial. If there's a open seat, we could change some plans. But in the moment, it had, the call had to be made as it was. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What are you looking forward to in this draft? Just just how we can Cowboys can botch it. Like how we'll <laughs> trade up and do something. Like trade up and draft like. Something I don't. I just don't look. I, I should have more faith because uh, Will McC- Will McClay mm-hmm. Will McClay's done a fine job, but I just have no faith in Jerry, his sons. I feel like they're he's already talking. Listen to some of the stuff his Stephen Jones has said. It doesn't make sense. What about his daughters? You have faith I, in them? I, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Um, they got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just look. Anytime I hear Jerry, like at uh, whatever it was, the uh, owners meetings, owners meetings being like, "Yeah, well, we may trade up." Like, just don't say anything, man. Like, I and I know that's part of the experience. It's the fun of being a Cowboy fan. It's also the misery of it. Um, so no, I don't have a lot of faith. I mean, I know they've got some really some talented dudes in their scouting department, their personnel department, <laughs> real talented dudes. At least one. At least one. But no, at least two. Oh yeah. Right. And three, Will McClay. And, then and the guy that hired them, yeah. Correct. Okay. Great dudes. I just, no. I Look, I just, Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. Let's go. Let's fucking, let's show up this defense. Number one defense about to be even better. I know we're off basketball, but since you mentioned Baylor, you have anything to say for Royce O'Neal? 
He's just trash. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. Not a peep from the league. That Clearly, like the, the dirtiest game that's been played in these playoffs, and not wild. a peep from the league. Um, speaking of wild, Live Tour is doing numbers. Apparently, we've got 15 players from the top 100. Is that the name of it? Yeah. What does that stand for? Yeah, I'm so confused. Well, it's the it's a, they've got Taco Bell and Saudi backing. <laughs> no, I don't know. It is the Live. It's the Live Golf Tournament Tour or whatever. Is that I believe an acronym? you. I just I I've always heard it as the Saudi League, but I never saw the official marketing. So. Let's see what it's failure on their part. Although I'm sure ESPN's not going to fucking be plugging them by name. Oh, like is this is the entire tournament going to be held at the Fountain Blue in Miami? If this is true, so LIV is uh, Roman numerals for 54. Oh, and um, the number of holes that will be played in each event is 54 holes. If what I'm reading is accurate, I've actually never thought that. Of that, but yeah. Ironically enough. You're doing three-day three, three day tournaments? Three Correct. Rounds? What? Correct. Uh, first event, the inaugural event, will be in London. And we're going to have some gonna have some names that we know. We talked about this, I think, a little bit on Circling Back last week, but... I don't are they know, getting man. Bubba? Might, might get a Bubba. Going to get a Kevin Naw. Does that move the needle? I know you're a big Naw guy. You know. Na 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 na. Second Master P reference. What's his name? Na 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 na. I was doing the, oh, na na. Rihanna. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't think it matters for the players as much. I think if you put out, if they get a good TV contract. So by that, I just mean if they get on television at a time in which I can see it. Like I watched about 12 minutes of Larry, the cable guy and John Daly play at the fucking club court. Did you really? It was on TV and it's two o'clock. Yeah, it's like I think if they're on television at a half decent time with good production, I need shot tracer. I need glow in the dark balls. I need fucking tricked up golf left and right. Uh, not everywhere, actually, but just make the product visually appealing. I don't care if you're rolling out like the absolute best golfers. I, I don't know her name, but I could tell you that the girl from Arkansas wears aviators. She's not there anymore. Uh, female golfer. I watched her play her like final NCAA championship round. What's that lady's name? I don't really know. putting me on the spot here with this. Y'all don't uh, know your female LPGA's. No, stars? I don't. Sorry Is it the, the lady with the, like, I know Paula Creamer. Okay. KJ. <laughs> I mean, that's a name. She was I mean, big. It is, but we know why he said it because it reminds me of Paula Poundstone. I'm going to find this. <laughs> oh, are you talking about Maria Fossey? Paula there it is. Creamer. I watched her final uh, round. I bet you did. I've never seen her without the aviators. She has a look. And she's in some commercial now. She's like got an AT&T commercial or some shit. Okay. So all I'm saying is it does not matter who's on the team. <clears throat> I care less about the T's. Lord, why is this man so horny? <laughs> Dude, that's just what he does, David. You just, I mean, you think, you know... Maybe he gets some perspective, kid number two, and he comes in here just hornier I mean, than ever. That's true. I'm you, hashtag girl dad. You so. sit in a horny that's chair. That's really true. You sometimes <laughs> sit in a horny chair. Every chair he sits in is a horny chair. <laughs> you thought it would change when B-Y-O-H, we moved offices? Dylan. B-Y-O-H. Dylan, who do you think is the – who's your favorite LPGA or college golfer from four years ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've always been a big Annika guy. I don't really. It's a great answer. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that of that many. 
I'm I'll, sorry, I don't watch it. I'll watch. No I'll offense. watch some live co-ed events. Would be dope. I would watch that. Sure. Mm. I I think I'd be in for like a juniors, like mixed juniors and professional. Like I'd rather see like twelve U mixed with Kevin Na off the tees. I I'm, I don't need it to be. What's a uh, Michelle Wee like? out there dropping bombs or anything. Michelle Wee once took a photo with her. Very nice young lady. <laughs> Will interviewed her. Remember that? Some, she did somehow Sunday neither scaries. of y'all could remember her name 12 said, minutes ago. They said that in, wasn't Michelle Wee. They said an inch apart from each other. He <laughs> said it was kind of weird. She crushed it, though, I think. I don't remember. Taller than Will? She, she's taller than everybody. She's tall. She's at least 6'1". People forget how sneaky tall Will is, though. People yeah. think Will's like 5'8", but... He's actually nice, like five ten. <laughs> he's Will's a, flirting was he's six. He's the tallest. He's the tallest five ten I've ever seen. Flirting was six. Anyhow, no, he's the shortest five eleven guy in the world. I'm flirting with vibes this summer. I'm flirting with Vizzy, hard seltzer. Oh well, yeah. You mind if I flirt with that real quick? Five point two ABVs. I would love ABVs. for you to flirt with it. Can I introduce you on uh, a hard seltzer made with antioxidant vitamin C? Okay. Only if it's from a superfood acerola. It is. Oh, it's exactly yeah. what it is. A big vibe. A huge vibe. As the first hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C and a bold and delicious dual fruit flavor, Vizzy Hard Seltzer passes the vibe check. They just launched their first nationwide mimosa hard seltzer. How what? about that? Vizzy, I know you want. You didn't hear about this? I had a couple over the weekend. Loved it. So catch me at brunch. Vizzy mimosa, water, coffee. Don't know if you heard about it. Call it maybe the uh, the Brothers Trinity of Brunch. Trademarked. Brothers <laughs> Trinity of Brunch. Okay. I think I like that. that. Trademarked. They've <laughs> taken the classic OJ and Champagne duo to a new level by creating a hard seltzer inspired by the classic cocktail. Vizzy Mimosa hard seltzer is made with real OJ and is going to come in four delicious flavors. Strawberry. Orange. Okay. Pineapple orange, peach orange, and pomegranate orange. I'm a peach orange guy. Straight up. Never saw a peach I didn't like. <coughs> Love drinking it. Go um, ahead. I have yet to try any of the mimosas, and I don't know what my problem is. They're hard to find. I understand. Uh, I'm still kind of stuck on the lemonades, but I'm still very much wanting to be a mimosa guy. And I hope that. It lives up Look, to all expectations. We got love for the lemonade. Astronomically high. We got love for the lemonade. We got love for the watermelon hard seltzer. Each variety pack offers four delicious fruit flavors and the same antioxidant and vitamin C. So, you know, check those out. I, Me, I, any of them work. Just reach in there, grab one. I'm going to be fine. I love the lemonade. I'm not, I'm not willing to say that I'm going to give up drinking the lemonades because I'm not, but I am working the mimosas into my rotation. I just am, don't. Rotation? The way you're looking at me, it's like you don't believe no, me. No, I do. I don't, I'm looking at you just normally, I think. It's a seltzer that passes the vibe check. Vizzy is a vibe. Okay? Here's how you can find it. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. To get updates on their latest flavor drops and more, sign up for their emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. Can I interest you lads in a party? I'm always ready to party, David. It's a sports party. KJ, explain this segment to the folks. Uh, it is a segment where we talk about sports. However, and sometimes, we actually party a little and bit. And sometimes KJ mentions deaths during the party. 
people who have passed away. Do not mind me while I Google real quick. <laughs> who died this week? <laughs> Can it interest you in a Tim Donahue doc on Netflix? Tim Donahue, of course. Absolutely. The, uh, Late great? No, he's alive. Okay. The I don't know if he's well, but he is alive. Infamous. infamous is the word. Yes. Uh, the referee, who, of course, um, uh, bet on games. Yeah, uh, he was on the tank. Huh? Bet on games that he was uh, refereeing. So Yeah. He was getting his beak wet. Manipulating the results. He got more than his beak wet, David. He got he, he jumped all the way in. He jumped into the fountain. Yeah, he jumped. Yeah, fully submerged. This is not going to look good for David Stern, the late, the great. Who's doing this doc? Is this in line with like TNT coming out and saying, hey, we're doing Girls Gone Wild. We're doing Pam and Tommy and all these other things. Like, Or is this a 30 for 30? <laughs> it's a Netflix thing. Oh, I believe. Okay. I believe I read that. All right. Count me back in. No longer one of the subscribers. They're bleeding. Oh, really? No, I don't. I don't believe that was actually true. Uh, I'm. When you have a child, you can't have fewer streaming services. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm in on it. It is Netflix. Yes. I just. I'm gonna sew in on this. I worry with some of these sports documentaries like this that when they're a little bit more niche, like. I feel like with like uh, OJ, Magic Johnson. Some of these stories where we have like a solid framework of understanding and they've been around, you've heard the story over and over and over enough, like you know which things are brand new information and which ones you've heard over and over. With this, I think we all remember the headlines, we know the story, but there may be so much other stuff presented that you're going to believe everything that you've not heard yet. You're going to take that as fact. And I'm I'm yes. worried that whoever's pres- like doing this documentary, kudos to them, but like they're setting the narrative from here forward. Whereas with me, I'm like, you know, uh, I'm a two source kind of guy. I'm wondering if um, our old, I won't say colleague, but there was a, a gentleman who. I was he, thinking of him too. Tim. Tim. Tim Livingston. There you go. Tim, Tim Livingston. He did the, he had the podcast, the Donahue podcast. Mm. He was like the first person to interview him, right? Yeah. If, yeah, he was, he, he was all over this like five years ago. Or not interview him, but I guess it was. What, what did he do? He, he, yeah, he interviewed him. I think he had him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, we could have they're Tim like, uh, on this he, podcast. Tell us about the experience. He befriended him. I think they're like somewhat like close. It's pretty, it's pretty juicy. And I think this is going to, the NBA is going to absolutely hate this. I do not envy Adam Silver. It's not good timing. As we saw with the NFL, um, Calvin Ridley getting a full year suspension over a $1,500 parlay when he bet for his team to win. Like sports teams, like we just talked about the NFL draft being in Vegas. Like, they cannot afford to have people reminded about the fact that like this shit goes on. And if fans betters begin to think that things are rigged, it's going to dramatically impact their bottom line and relationships with being able to like be so cozy up to uh, um, casinos and, and online betting. And if we have another scandal like this, like nowadays, I don't know what the ramifications would be, but I guarantee something like this pushed back the timeline of your bet MGMs and NFLs being so close with one another back a few years for sure. Definitely. Until technology like made it to where they could actually check and balance stuff. All I think of is the Dwayne Wade 06 finals anytime I think of Donnie. Kings, Lakers, uh, Western Conference finals too. That'll mm-hmm. be That's the one that's like obvious. And I think most people are like, oh yeah, something was going on there. Uh, his podcast was the Whistleblower Podcast, so check that out. 
Uh, Texas spring game. Anybody want to opine? Maybe overreact, <laughs> underreact? What do you think? You KJ, know, Dylan? Did they bless it's the It's pretty annoying when people overreact to a spring game. It's like months before the season starts. Yeah. Having said that, uh, national championship incoming for my Texas Longhorns. Undefeated uh, thus far. Can you say Quinn Hughes, David? Can you? Wait, they're going to national you say championship Quinn? in what? Football. Quidditch. Oh, you know football. I, I, I did I get that, that dub in Quidditch, I saw. Um, no, but, um, yeah, th- it was, it was fun to see, uh, the guy who, you know, is highly coveted, highly coveted. Will he be the savior? Just, uh, take, get some reps. He had a, a beautiful, beautiful over the top touchdown to a, a transfer guy out of Wyoming. who's pretty sick. Anyway, you know where he played high school football at Isaiah Naylor, where Arlington Lamar high school. Oh, I know that. Name. He looks pretty good. Huh. Um, uh, Quinn had a, an interception. A couple of um, he threw behind a couple guys. Hey, that's more of testament to the defense and how good they are. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I, like a lot of like haters will get on, you know, Not me. Twitter and be like, "Oh, well, nice pass against like look how shitty the defense is." Right. Look in a spring game, it's Texas versus Texas. Either the offense wins the 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 play. Or the defense ones. Hey, can't play. lose. You, you can't have a both. You can't have it both ways, guys. Right? Anyway, um, no, I'm. You know, there's some very, very cautious optimism about Quinn Ewers and this Texas team. What's um, the name? The of defense the... is probably still going to be very shitty as they are. They have been for a long time. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see Quinn Ewers play. He looks to be pretty good. The so. DeAnder linebacker we talked a little bit about loved his attitude, loved his energy. Was he a senior? I can't remember. There was a guy. No, he was he was coming back for sure. Played until the final um, game of the season. Tried to trying to get bowl eligibility, but I can't recall his name. But they have a D end or a linebacker. I don't know if he's. They like, have a linebacker. Um, the guy who wears all the, the yeah. wristbands. What's his name? His name is. Uh, I can't remember. It's like Oversh- well, his last name's Overshone. There it is. Yeah, he's a baller. Him. He is. He's. I'm, I'm ready to watch him play. He's again. an NFL guy. He's he's gonna be good. Um, or he is good. Speaking yeah, of NFL we'll, guys, we got some transfers in. Uh, some O linemen are going to show up uh, for the fall for the fall. Some freshmen. Uh, we'll see if they're as advertised, but some uh, some highly coveted recruits in coming this, in too. So we'll see. This is final Big Twelve year. Um, I think well, so. Yes, I think it's twenty twenty four was officially. I think BYU is making the change next year for in twenty twenty three for sure. And I think the thought is that by yeah. that time. Texas and OU will figure it out. Did you watch any of Brent Venable's debut at no. OU? Did the, you? I did not. I didn't either because I didn't shit. But I did see some photos of the events that they held, including unveiling the Baker Mayfield statue. Ah, Man, yeah. they crushed it. Uh, Adam, can you help us out with that one? First of all, thanks for uh, rocking the salmon pants, Baker, and the untucked button down. Looks like uh, me going to like a – National Honor boil. Society event in high school. Okay. Chet would not agree with his outfit. This statue, uh, remember the, um, the Cristiano Ronaldo statue before they I do. fixed it? How <laughs> could I forget? I, it's same, similar waves. Mm, it is and sports it looks party. nothing like Baker Mayfield. No, it looks like the, the funniest was the T-1000. Of course, a Terminator 2. <laughs> it looks exactly stuff. like that guy. It absolutely does. And then I saw the dude from Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, now I'm looking and maybe again, yet another person who looks like the uh, Turnpike Troubadours lead singer. <laughs> Everyone's Elvin, Evan Felker. Yeah. Everyone's Evan Felker. 
which, you know, kudos to them for their comeback. I've heard nothing but good things. They, they made their first round of concerts. When you're when you're Baker and like you pull, like you see this, you just like, okay. The, I mean, just put a helmet on it. As a Mavericks fan, are you upset that there aren't two additional footballs around the statue in some form or fashion? At least that one was a mini, a mock-up, a mini statue. <laughs> they can still fix it. This is the real deal. This is not a mini. This is the statue. This is what's going to be in Norman for the next how does this however ha- long. How does this happen? Whoever designs this, why, why didn't they just get the face right? And just be like, look, this doesn't look like Baker Mayfield at all. Let's make it look more like him. Like, well, how does this happen? This this dude looks like an old-timey, like, played football before they wore helmets. Like, this dude's face just looks so old school. It looks like and, Jim Thorpe. Yeah, this is Jim <laughs> Thorpe. It does look like – looks like every. I, I tweeted this. It looks like everyone except for Baker Mayfield. I look at these, and I'm like, maybe as somebody who's pro jobs, and in this economy, you absolutely have to be, but. Have we reached the point where we stop glorifying the sculptor so much and just say, fuck it, we've got 3D printing, like, let's get this right. Let's get, like, the EA Madden team out here. They've done, like, face scans of Baker 50 times, hit print, maybe get, like, OCC choppers guys out here. Dylan's printer. (laughs) Dylan's printer. I don't think it's capable of of this kind of. You've got a custom chopper and a 3D printed statue and do that. Yeah, they got us. Whoever this, whoever the the statue company that they everybody keeps going to, like we got to get we got to get some competition in this industry. You've got every competition show on TV, including Is This Cake and Lego Masters <laughs> and all of these stupid bake shows and you know Chopped Three Thousand on an elevator show. Give me one good, hey, sculpt my wife show or something. Like, are these? Mans? I've seen that video. All I'm saying. That's fair. He's just you saying. You get the appeal. You get the uh, still moto, still moto, still model, sitting up there with like a bucket of fruit in front of her or something stupid. And then you've got sculptors who got to go to work on some clay. It's bad. We can do better, but it's hilarious at the same time. How is a statue like this even made? Baker doesn't. Baker doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would hide how what's, he felt about it. What's the process look like of making a statue? You're, you're, you're not going to get the right answer here. You're just not. <laughs> He just looks, <laughs> dude. He he's such a boner. Love it. I hey. wonder how much input he had in this, and if at any point he's like, "Hey, yeah, actually, uh, you know, the type of towel that I had, you know, it was always on my left side. It's where the towel was, and like that's what he was like, and wanted to pay attention to detail on instead of uh, I don't know everything else on the statue, like his whole entire upper body." It just, I don't know. Maybe they're planning for like what he'll look like in 12 years. <laughs> the legs look if, like he's wearing like a riding boots and he's part of the fucking a d- None of it makes sense. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's bad. But hilarious. Hey, shouts to him and his Heisman. <clears throat> and he's now the number two quarterback in Cleveland for the time being. This is, this is tough, but fair. Yeah. What's going to happen there? I think the draft is what they're waiting on to see who, you know, overpays or yeah. gets screwed out of drafting a quarterback. Um, moving on. Yeah, we just get Micah Parsons, the minor league hockey team out of Hershey, PA. Had him out, puck drop. Didn't tell him how puck drop worked. He just kind of walked out there and threw it down. A lot of chocolate, of course, in that town. Correct. Is that is that where the namesake mm-hmm. is? Okay, yeah. very cool. That's where it's headquartered, David. 
F1 Miami. Lemonade is uh, down the street and around the corner. Um, I don't know. It's a fudge just made joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, over my head, a KJ joke. It's like a fourth grade joke. That can't be over your head. Oh, I get you. Oh, He's like talking PP. Okay. Yeah. Again with the water sports. Um, F1 Miami. F1 Ferrari Miami. took that L. It's, it's tough. A lot of anti-Italian jokes out out there, Ferrari. which I don't appreciate. It's just neither Ferrari car finished the race. That was F1 in Italy. F1 Miami's next. Right. That's what I'm did I not <laughs> did I say Miami? Well, I I put it on there as Miami because I wanted to bring attention to the fact that we're probably gonna get some David Beckham shots or something like that here in a couple weeks. But oh yeah, sorry. F1 Italy came first. I'm sure the F1 people will let me let me have a pass <laughs> on that one. They usually do. <laughs> I tell them I'm I'm very interested now that uh, you know, all these cool people not named Lewis Hamilton are finishing first. <laughs> You're not a big Max guy? I, okay, here's the only thing I've got actually oh, here to say about F1. Here I've been go. just holding this back. The cool-down room fucking sucks. F1 was all excited on social media being like, the cool-down room is back. Like where the podium guys like sit together and they have a fucking laugh and a water and they sit in the most uncomfortable chairs, which are cocktail chairs. They're not bar chairs. They're like a little too tall. They fucking make your legs tired and you don't know where to put your foot down or let them dangle. And they just sit there and chop it up before they do their interviews. Get rid of that shit. Is it worse than being mic'd up in an NBA game? Um, Because there's nothing worse. I don't know if you get audio from it or not, but all I want is I want them to go let them hit the showers together, put the camera in the steam room. You get Verstappen, you get Lando, and I think Perez. Sure. Yesterday. Um, you get them in the steam yeah. room chopping it up. I think and Red then will finish one doing too. your interviews. You're trying to see a little ass. Just, you know, I don't want to see them sitting around like, <coughs> like, like they're waiting on their table at fucking Uchi. <laughs> Boy, that's weirdly specific and true. That's, that's good. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, that dude got <laughs> trucked by a pitcher last week. We didn't talk about it. Um, oh, yes. Weatherford, of all places. Yeah, shout out Weatherford. Parker County, Texas. Parker County. Um, why did that happen? I didn't watch the contest. The pitcher had a bad day. I, I, I don't know if the guy was jawing at the pitcher as he was rounding the bases. That's probably what happened, that he had enough and was probably having a bad day as he got just gave up a home run. He probably um, was waiting on the shredded cheese for his fajitas. I think the guy got up and, and <laughs> walked and finished his trot to home. He play. did, which yeah. was the best part. Yeah. In the middle, he just gets up from the pile. And just goes and touches home. But that was that was a um, as far as baseball fights go, a pretty big one. I liked that you had the catcher damn near beat the pitcher there because he saw that the pitcher was about to fucking go lose it. Yeah, he tried to go save it from happening, and he did not. He knows that's time. a good catcher <laughs> when you know your pitcher. You know when he's when uh -oh. he's reached uh -oh. his breaking point. <laughs> no, not now, Tommy. No, no, no. All right, let's uh, you run, it run it back. back. Yeah. yeah, let's run it back. Segment where we run it back. Run it back. Of course, it's segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Randy is playing Tetris instead of working. He's not even listening. He looks like he's working now. DMX starts barking into the mic and it's over. Jared Allen's all-star fit or all-star game fit was fine. <laughs> what was that? What does that sound? Chihuahua Festival. Um, Brett was in the bathroom post Chipotle lunch in case we needed uh, Mondo <laughs> dump content. Okay. We, we, we didn't actually get to. <laughs> We were literally just at the Bellagio Fountain where the draft would take place. Not a man right there. Dylan's friend pissed in that lake. That's true. KJ remembers Paula Creamer. Good job, KJ. True. Or KJ peak. has trademarked the Brothers Trinity of Brunch. 
Vizzy mimosa, coffee, black, of course, and a water. That's four. No. Oh, Vizzy Mimosa. Vizzy Mimosa. Play a Vizzy and a, okay, you're right. Hard I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Brought to you by Vizzy. Timmy Do Sunday D. Scaries have the guts to post that? Timmy D got his beak wet. What's the big deal? <laughs> and of course, KJ is pro jobs, which is big. That's huge. He has four jobs. And that concludes Run It Back. Steve. And the episode. Blow. Fun time. Yeah. All in. Good KJ, stuff. great to see you again. The stew's a beautiful place. Glad you It'll like it, be a man. minute before we I see it. it we did it for you. It's tremendous. Well, this has been a tremendous episode of the Too Much Tip podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Vizzy, Hard Seltzer, and 10,000. We'll see you on next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them dips.